We might be a day late with recording our episode, but nonetheless, I am super excited about this episode. We have power rankings. We got hot takes. We got a big, gigantic game to preview for your 49ers, Sam, this week. Might be the Is biggest it? game of the year so far, um, I guess, through through five weeks. Got a lot to talk about. Got to break down the whole Aiden O'Connell thing for the Raiders. Got a lot to do in a very short amount of time. Uh, before we get going, Sam, do you have a good week? Anything to report? Fascinating? Yeah, Sam, yeah you know, um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, I'm dog sitting right now, so I'm at my uh, uncle's house, and uh, I had to pick up his dog for the vet, and I'm I'm walking him uh, earlier today, and he squats to go to the bathroom, and I'm like, okay, business as usual. I come over to with a bag to pick up his poop, and it's just a pool of blood. Oh, well, that's an outstanding way to just start off this episode, especially for people who haven't heard our show before. Yeah, you know, just a little trigger warning. Um, and I was completely disturbed. <laughs> I mean, we were just like zero form of a solid there. It is all liquid uh, and just red. But you know what? He seems fine. <laughs> and uh, and the vet said he was fine. So I just gave him his little medication. And uh, disclaimer, no dogs or no animals were hurt in the making of this podcast. Nice. Well, anybody who um, anybody who was having breakfast uh, while listening to this episode, there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, this is coming out tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's just coming uh, out just, tomorrow morning. <laughs> you, know, you, go. <laughs> you got that. You got that spoonful of cereal right there, right next to your mouth. Just go ahead and put that thing down and throw yeah. the rest down the drain because yeah, you're not going to be able to eat the rest. Yeah, move on. Move on. Move. Move to something solid. <laughs> Look, oh, look at those fruit, those uh, fruit loops down there. That little bit of red, and just yeah. Okay, well, I we have spent as uh, a little bit more time on that than I thought we were going to. Let's bounce. Let's bounce to some football. We got a lot to talk about. I know that we are in the the mid portion of the week. We're filming on Wednesday, so we're in that awkward phase where. Last week's games, maybe not super relevant, and maybe the upcoming games, maybe not necessarily super relevant. Kind of got that middle ground. Um, So we're going to try to toe the line as best we can. I figured we don't necessarily need to go through a whole big breakdown of everything. Like I said, it's been a couple days since all of those games have happened. So I figured the best way that we could go about doing this is making our own quarter poll power rankings. And then we'll talk about the teams that we feel deserve to be there and vice versa for the teams we think do not belong there. I've got my list ready. You had an assignment. Do you have your list ready? Um, you know, teacher, um, I got it somewhere in there. Dog <laughs> ate my homework, but it's it's getting there. Oh, that's why it was all bloody. Gotcha. <laughs> Ooh, oh, gosh. See, that's another image. You just, you just took it to a different level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, well, while you're searching... I will read you my list. I'll go first. So we are at the quarter point of the NFL season. Well, roughly. Um, (laughs) And I think by this point, you know, each team's got about uh, got enough data in the tank that we can, I think, properly analyze these teams at this point. Power rankings, you know, through weeks one and two, maybe a little bit premature. Week three, we're kind of getting there. Week four, I feel like we have a good good enough foundation to sort of build a power ranking off of, you know, based on how teams have played, who they played, all that other stuff. So I only did the top five. Um, I will give oh, you. Um, you did? Yeah, I only did the top five. Um, and. I'll, uh, I'll start at the bottom because, you know, who, who likes to start at the top? Uh, some honorable mentions, teams that did not make my list. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I left off my list. I had a, I had a tough time with that. I, I really thought that they were going to be in it, but elected to keep them off. The Dallas Cowboys, also noticeably absent from, mm-hmm. from my top five rankings. So I would say those are the two most notable teams. I know I realize that the Seahawks are three and one, but I don't necessarily consider them on the same tier personally as the other teams. Um, not like the Cowboys or the Ravens or that level. Um, and, you know, there's also 
The other team, too, that I really, really wrestled with putting in the top five, I almost did. I almost did. I almost put the Lions there. I think they were probably at about six for me. I, I Six or seven. They were somewhere in the tier range of, like, the Ravens for me. But, alas, the top five for me, um, last week you and I both proclaimed that the Miami Dolphins were the best team in the league. Now, they did have the benefit of having a fairly easy schedule up until that point. Uh, they finally met the, you know, their best test up until this point, and they got obliterated by the Bills. But I don't think in any way, shape, or form that that would mean that they should be absent from anybody's top five. So for me, I put them in at, put them in at five. Um, and then coming in at number four for me, I have the team that I hate the absolute most. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't put them any higher. I, I know that they, I know that they beat up on the Bears, but the Bears aren't very good. They did lose to the Lions. Um, they won a tough game against the Jaguars, and then they barely beat the Jets. Like I still feel like the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and I kind of give them the same benefit of the doubt that I, you know, with like the LeBron's teams and like Tom Brady's teams. You know, like as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, I don't feel comfortable leaving them out of like the top of the power ranking. Their defense is pretty good, but I think they have legitimate questions with their wide receivers. They don't have, other than Travis Kelsey, they don't really have anybody who can really break a defense. So I think to, I think it's going to be interesting to see when, you know, when we get to week eight or week 10, um, maybe who emerges or I guess who doesn't emerge. You never know. Maybe, maybe that never actually comes to fruition. Um, number three for me uh, would be the Philadelphia Eagles. So they are one of the remaining 4-0 teams. They have played, again, what I would consider a fairly easy schedule. They've played the Patriots, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, the Commanders. And three out of four of those games were much closer than I would have initially thought at the beginning of the season. They only beat the Patriots by five. They beat the Vikings by six. They did handle the Buccaneers, but then they went into overtime last week against the Commanders. And I think the Commanders are better than people think. Um but they're just not looking as dominant as the other two teams on this list. So for me, that would be at number two, I'd put the Buffalo Bills. Last week I said, and you said too, that the Miami Dolphins were the best team in the league. So when you go in uh, and you beat the best team uh, in the league, so we proclaimed by almost 30 points, uh, that deserves uh, some recognition. Josh Allen has been on an absolute tear after his dreadful week one performance. He has been absolutely on point from that point forward. He was 21 for 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns. Their defense is awesome. If Josh Allen keeps playing this way and the Bills um, keep playing as well as they have been on defense, then I don't know. It, they're going to be really tough to beat. But they won't be harder to beat than the obvious pick, I think, right now for the best team in the league, and that is your 49ers. Obvious. Um, I, th- I think out of all of the teams, and again, they've had the benefit of having a fairly cupcake schedule as well. They've played the Steelers. Whoa. Well, they've played the Steelers. they played the Rams, Giants, and the Cardinals. None of those teams are all that great. Now, again, you can only play the people in front of you, but for as dominant as we think the 49ers are, you would expect them to dismantle those teams, and they really have. Uh, they beat up on the Steelers. They beat up on the Giants and Cardinals. They had a tough divisional game against the Rams. I give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because that's a divisional game. Those games always play out just a little bit different. But they have looked the best from top to bottom offensively and defensively. Brock Purdy's playing really well. Their offense is just ridiculous. Kyle Shanahan's a genius, and I'm <coughs> – Absolutely looking forward to the Sunday night game between the 49ers and the Cowboys. That is going to be must-see TV. So for me, I have the Dolphins at five, the Chiefs at four, the Eagles at three, Bills at two, and 49ers at one. Any any gripes with that list? No, you know, the only thing that I had differently um, after writing it out was uh, Buffalo at three for me and then putting Philly at two. Uh, I think initially, so everything else I agreed with, um, initially, I think having the Chiefs there at number four is actually kind of tough to explain if you're not taking into account expectations of where you think they're going to end up and based off of success last season. Because 
if you just look at the games, the four games that they've played, I don't, I don't think they should be up here. And that's yeah, I think, I think the Cowboys have honestly showed more. You could even say the Lions, who beat the Chiefs, have done more. Um, yeah, I think it. But I agree. I think they're one of the top five best teams. And gotta give them credit. That defense, I think, has been playing on a different level too. What they, what yes. they were able to do against the Lions. Um, really haven't seemed like they've been blown up at all this year. So that's a pretty good sign for a team. Who knew that the Chiefs offense would be the, the unit that's struggling for that team early mm-hmm. on? Um, um, I think the Cowboys are there as well. I, that was just a weird – imagine if they didn't end up blowing it against Arizona. They might be the number one team because they – what's the point differential in, the three, in their three wins? It's got to be plus – on average, they're winning by like 25 points. Oh, it's those... huge. Yeah. Yeah. They beat the Giants by 40. They beat the Jets by 20. They beat the Patriots by 35. They beat the Cardinals by 12. So it's massive. Well, they lost it. The... Yeah. They lost the Cardinals. But it's like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I flipped it. Yeah. My bad. I mean, they've looked, they've honestly looked better than the Eagles have. And the Eagles are 4 0. Yeah. Right. Like the Eagles just haven't looked. But I think there's, there's something to be said about a team that doesn't have their A plus stuff but still is able to get out and win. I think the biggest thing that we've seen through four games are the bad teams are playing a lot better than we thought they would, and the good teams are kind of struggling with that. Uh, yes, I agree. The The Texans, I think, are much better than people thought they were going to be. Same for the Colts. Mm-hmm. The Colts are fighting um, in every single game. Uh, the Steelers, I think – people thought were going to be really good they have not looked good at all um and then you're right the the eagles haven't looked like they've had their best stuff um the chiefs haven't looked like they've had their best stuff and then i don't know like the buccaneers i don't think anybody would have picked the buccaneers to be three and one at this point in the season um they've played above expectations um Washington has played above expectations. Their their defense is is pretty damn good. And Sam Howell, he I mean, I understand that when they played the Bills, he had a he had a rough game. I mean, he threw four interceptions. That that's a that's a tough game. But every other game, he's been really really solid. Um, so I think you're right. I think that's a fair assessment to say that the the good teams are not playing as well as we thought, and the bad teams, quote-unquote, are playing better than we thought. And I'm looking at the schedules of the top teams here. I had mentioned that the 49ers had a bit of a cupcake schedule. The Dolphins also did. The Cowboys had a bit of a cupcake schedule. I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule, too. They haven't had it rough either. They, I mean, the Patriots, Vikings, Bucks, Commanders, that's not too bad. We went down the list for the Cowboys. The Dolphins haven't really had that bad of a schedule either. I think it's it's really interesting because the teams who are undefeated, the, the one thing that I'm seeing that they all share in common right now is the fact that they haven't had a super rough schedule, which is why I think a game upcoming this week, like the 49ers versus the Cowboys, is going to do a lot for how both of those teams are perceived are perceived going forward yeah I, I mean you could just see i think this game means more for dallas than it I does for san francisco i agree with you 100 percent. um i think i think the obvious is that the niners have knocked out dallas the last two playoffs so it's yeah. kind of like that monkey on their shoulder that they really and if if it goes down to dallas kind of gets handled not like blown out but the game isn't really um like the game's in control for the Niners it goes according to plan their defense is able to turn back over and that offense I don't even think they've punted this year it seems like (laughs) (laughs) I mean it is just automatic and they're still able to do that against a good Dallas group I think that's you got to be pretty worried even if Dallas were to go out and win that division you'd still be like well, the Niners just have us. I mean, they've won. They've beaten us the last three times. There is something to be said about teams who just kind of always, always have your number. I mean, I'm sure we've all had those teams throughout. I mean, if you've played sports, there, whether or not it's you know it's a player or a team, there there always is one person or one team 
that no matter how good or how bad things are going, they always just kind of seem to have your number. And you're right. I think the 49ers, especially recently, that's that's the team for Dallas. That just they always play them tough, no matter what is happening, irregardless of their records. Yeah, I think if if they were to beat the Niners, I think that would propel them to number one in the NFL. Oh, agreed, agreed. Because I think that's just a resounding like it a lot. The NFL, when you're making these power rankings, is a lot like college football, and there's those statement wins. Like Texas beating Alabama this year, granted it was a like this is one of the worst Alabama teams in the past two decades, but the fact that Texas was able to get over that hump and win that game pretty resoundingly too was such a like it just changes right that perception that you're talking about of that team, and I think if Dallas were able to do that, people would be looking at them as like, oh yeah, they're the they're the favorites in the NFC. For sure, especially if Philadelphia still continues to kind of struggle through. Yeah, I mean, their defense is is lights out. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Dax, Dax did a good job of really limiting the turnovers. I know that Arizona game was just weird. Arizona has played a lot better than a lot of people thought. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought they were going to be far and away the worst team, but hey, Josh Jobs has been opening some people's eyes. I think the Jets, the Jets almost would want to trade for him. (laughs) Well, Zach Wilson finally had the game of his life the other night, which was, was great to see if he plays like he did in that game. And again, we had just talked about how the chiefs defense is, is no joke this year. And, you know, he played really, really well. He was what kept them in that game. And, you know, if he continues to play that way, going forward it'll be interesting to see what the Jets can do the beginning of their schedule was always brutal with the Bills mm-hmm. Cowboys Patriots Chiefs Broncos and Eagles I mean the Broncos oh. game right now doesn't look like it's going to be that crazy uh, and the Patriots game that's always tough because it's Bill and the Jets and all that stuff uh, but to have the Chiefs Eagles Cowboys and Bills within your first six games that's brutal it lightens up for them towards the end of the year so i don't know i mean maybe he can give them a chance who we'll, we'll see hopefully well, that i hope for his sake that he can because i really i really do want him to to succeed and play well and, and at least um i mean with how much expectation was put on his shoulders it, it would be it'd be hard to watch him just completely crumble so i hope he doesn't and i hope he um I hope he plays well, honestly. Yeah, you know, the sad thing is, I think Aaron Rodgers getting injured, particularly for him, was the worst thing that could have happened because there was going to be this reset, right, of like, okay, Zach's going to be put, like, on the shelf for a little bit. He's going to be able to sit there and watch, and then Aaron will get a couple years out of Aaron Rodgers. And (laughs) then Zach would come back, and everyone would be like, okay, we forgot how awful he was. But then, boom, he gets thrusted directly in and now i i honestly think that depending on even if you were to play like average i think jets fans are still done Mm, maybe maybe i mean it it, at least at least if you're a jets fan you can look at that game and go okay well we did something to open up the game for Zach and whatever whatever that may be maybe it's not replicable but maybe it is so at least you can go into the game with a little bit of hope and you know I feel like in a way it's kind of similar to how I feel about the Raiders right now in O'Connell a little bit like watching watching the Raiders with O'Connell as the quarterback to me was the most interesting game of the year for the Raiders so far, because there was maybe this hope that, you know, if this kid plays well and um, he goes out there and he, he shows flashes of, you know, some really good talent and some really good skill, maybe this guy can be who we roll with for the next couple of years. And, you know, with Zach Wilson, it's, it's I guess it's similar from the standpoint of, Okay, he went out there and he showed flashes of 
of, you know, what he possibly can do. And at least you can go into, you know, the upcoming games with a little bit of hope that they can, that they can repeat something like that. Cause Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be with you for your entire life. You got, you got maybe if it's miraculous, the end of this season, if you squeak into the playoffs, but like next year and maybe one more after that, and then that's it. So who knows if Zach is still going to be on the roster by then, but if, if he plays well enough this year to have them keep him, then maybe you are watching your quarterback of the future. Who knows? Gosh, I mean, that'd be, but you got to, you're going to have that foresight and that patience to think, yeah, he's going to be able to take that next step because if he's just goes out, what he, what he is now, the, the, the talent was there. Like the guy got picked number two. He's, overall. Yeah, he's got a rocket of an arm. Like there's no question about that. It was just the decision making was always the thing, and the I mean, he makes some. You could go to any quarterback that was in a Jets uniform, and it's like they all are poor at decision making. That was (laughs) the biggest downfall. I mean, you gotta. They were hailed as the savior right away. Sam Darnold, um, Zach Wilson were these saviors that were supposed to put the franchise on their back and boom, everything is fine. Almost like what CJ Stroud is seemingly doing in Houston. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) But there's like, they needed to go into some sort of like winning atmosphere. And there was just nothing there, nothing cultivated anything like that in New York for the past five, six seasons. Yeah, and that's what Rodgers was supposed to do. So, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening going forward for the Jets. I hope for Zach's sake that he plays well. I think it'd be really cool to see him play well. But, I don't know. I'm trying to – who do they play? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're right. It's the Broncos game. It's the Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. Mm-hmm. So, that'll be that'll be fun to watch. I think that'll be a very – one of the more interesting games – this uh, uh this week because quite frankly if you're zach wilson i mean what better defense to go up against at this point to maybe have uh i, I was ha- saying bounce back games not the or a get right game is not the right phrase because he just played well but you know what i mean like to a game to help your confidence like if there was a defense to maybe assist with that it would be denver's defense yeah you got to think. And I was thinking that too, like a get right game. But I mean, they still ended up losing, even though he played well. And that second half was just eh for both teams. It was really bizarre. It, it was, it was a, it was a tough game for, I mean, it, they're two really good defenses and two kind of struggling offenses. So, I mean, one was, it was a very interesting game, but I think Zach, Zach played as well as he could have in the situation and yeah i just i i hope he i hope he plays well you know honestly (laughs) one thing one thing i have to get in here before we actually there are two things and i have i want to get in here before we get into our our hot takes firstly i'll i'll start i'll start with the Bengals, and then i'll get to the raiders dude what (laughs) the Bengals are a puzzle that i just i cannot solve i i don't know what i i'm really really shocked by what has transpired in Cincinnati. The fact that they've started one and three, and it's not that they've, I mean, maybe it's not that they've started one and three, because I guess good teams can get off to bad starts, but it's the fact that they've looked dreadful so far. So maybe it's not the record, and it's more of just what we're seeing on the field from the standpoint of they just don't look like themselves at all. And I just, I can't figure out why. I don't know if it's, Burrow and his calf, he, he's just still – he's not able to do – maybe – he's not able to push the right buttons that made Cincinnati's offense special. I I, I don't know, but, man, they are – they're bad right now. Yeah, I, th- I think it's got to be the the injury because Joe Burrow just – I was thinking about it today. I, I'd still say he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL but he's just yeah. not playing like it and the only thing that I could really point to and a part of it too I think is systematically there's something wrong he's getting hit more like there's getting pressure on him and he's not able to 
avoid that pressure like he was before because of the calf injury. Um, and I think just the, like their scheme is just not allowing them, like where's the explosive plays? They're not able to block long enough for him to get those explosive plays. Um, I think it's just, it just seems like it's very hard for them to do anything, you know, like that's like, for lack of a better word for it, like it just, they're making it look very hard to do everything in a team like that that could like flip that switch so easily the last couple of years, it's just really peculiar. Yeah. He's only thrown a touchdown in one game so far. He threw two against the Ravens and that's it. He didn't throw a touchdown against the Titans or the Rams or the Browns, mm-hmm. which is just so strange. So let me ask you, I got to, these three teams made the playoffs last season. Yeah. Who do you have more confidence in making the playoffs after four games? Giants, Jags, Bengals? Probably the Jags because of their division. It's a tough division. I think the Texans are the best team in that division. Well, uh, we'll get to that because that's a part of my that that's going to be a part of uh, one of my hot takes. Which may oh not... yeah, did I tease it? Did yes, I tease that sizzle a little bit. Right. Exactly. But I would say the Jaguars just because of their division. I don't know if I, – I do not know if they're going to be able to climb out of uh, the Browns being 2-2, two and two, having a win over them, and the Ravens being 3-1. and one. That's going to be excruciating to get out of. Plus, you'll have the Chargers vying for a playoff spot. You'll have the Dolphins and the Bills. They're both going to get in. So, that like, it's assured that the, that the Bills and Dolphins are going to get in. And so, which is going to leave room for two wild cards. And as of right now, I mean, you'd be competing with Houston and the Jaguars and the Browns and the Chargers. And at this point in time, I don't know if they're better through four games than any of those teams. Yeah, you know, I think it's tough. I think the Chargers, yeah, they've won two in a row, but they haven't looked that good. No, they not. They damn <laughs> begging the Raiders to take that game from them last week. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely the Steelers are pretty look like kind of a bad two and two. Um, man, the Browns better hope Deshaun Watson isn't out for very long. I think he's coming back this week, but they looked awful without him. The Titans are the most blah, van- and I love Vanilla, but they are the most vanilla team. I would. I don't think I will put on a like turn on the TV a Titans game because that just sounds awful. It's guaranteed to be in the teens. Right. Um it's just it's just odd. Like the Jaguars have looked awful in their yeah. two and two. Yeah. Now I think the Col- like the Colts and um, the Texans I think are better than we thought. I think the Colts defense really and the Texans defense honestly. But the Colts defense has looked great so far through four games. If they just could get their injury, um, their injuries down, and <laughs> which sounds so simple, but I mean, yeah, they got they got kind of lit up by the Rams, but the Rams are a good team. This, I mean, there's it's it'll be interesting to see who wins that division. Yeah, and like I said, we'll we'll get there. But I, the Colts, you're right. The Colts have they they're just. Them and Houston, they're just really scrappy. Like, they're just one of those teams where it doesn't feel like they're ever out of a game because they're just going to keep – they're going to keep, like, trying they're, – they're never going to throw in the white the, – the, the, the towel. They're never going to wave the white flag. They're always going to be like, okay, yeah, we're down 40, but, like, we can, we can get back in this. You know, we, I think – stuff to know, go We just need to flip a few things, and we're good. And they just yeah, will not stop coming. You're totally right. I think that – the biggest sentiment that I have is when we look at the NFC definitely has, oh gosh, I mean, I think the Eagles and Niners are shown they're two of the top three teams in the NFL, whether yeah. you put the Bills in there or the Dol- or whatever, right? So they're kind of top heavy there, but they have by far 
two of the worst teams that that we've seen so far. I think the Broncos would be in this mix, but the Bears have looked like they're trying to lose on purpose. And the Panthers, they can't even see what Bryce Young looks like because he's injured already and they don't have any talent around that. I, yeah, he's running for his life. With, with that and comparing these two conferences, if you're a team that's buying for one of those wildcard spots, is it easier – to really find that in the NFC or the AFC? I don't know, because... So if you're vying for a wild card spot, right now you're looking at the command... You're looking at the Cowboys. Yep. The Cowboys and the Commanders, honestly. The Seahawks were at 3-1. and one. I don't mm-hmm. know about the Rams. But the Packers are a pretty decent team. The Falcons and the Saints are both fairly decent as well. I mean, it's a pretty – you're right, it is a top-heavy division because uh, you'd say probably Team 1 and Team 2 and potentially Team 3 in terms of maybe certain people's power rankings with the Eagles, Cowboys. And Ford. Like, you could make a legit argument, a defendable argument, that the three best teams in the NFL are the Eagles, Cowboys, and 49ers. Like, yep. I, that. there's no – sure, there might be pushback from, you know, Bills fans, and obviously – you and I had the Bills and the Chiefs in our top five. But you could easily make a defendable argument that those three, the three best teams are in the NFC. So so they are top-heavy, but they aren't – because the thing that we've said about the AFC over the past couple of years is that the AFC has just been so deep, like just really, really deep. And that's still true. Like they still are a deep conference, but the NFC now feels like they've got some more depth. Now, the, the Seahawks aren't a joke. The The Packers are pretty good. The Falcons and Saints look like they're, you know, they're not world beaters, but they're going to be a tough out each time. The Commanders are going to give you a tough time every time you play them. So, again, maybe they're not super deep. Like, the past couple of years have been with AFC. Like, we're not talking about the Bengals being a wild card or the Ravens being a wild card. The tiers for wild cards are a little different. But the NFC definitely feels like they've, you know, bolstered up a little bit. I, I have no idea what, which conference would be harder. I guess now that you're now that I'm really taking a second to look at it, I'm not sure. I really do not know. Yeah, I think it's I think there's there's more teams vying for all three AFC positions. Cause I think there's a lot of teams at that two and two range. Yeah. Um, like like we said. Dolphins or Bills, whoever doesn't win that division is going to get in. But what? after that, I don't think there's a given at all. Um, with the NFC, I think Dallas or Philly, whoever win, whoever doesn't win that, probably Dallas will end up as a wild card. And I think the Seahawks are a lock. Yeah, probably. they lost. They lost opening week against the Rams. Um, tough divisional game to open up with, but they've looked good. They beat Detroit. They've like, they've looked good. Um, They absolutely slaughtered the giants. Like they've looked good this year. So I think putting, I feel comfortable putting them in that second wild card. So then I think there's a lot of teams vying for just one position as opposed to, um, I mean, the majority of a conference fine for two. So there's to me a little less opportunity to make the playoffs within the NFC than there is within the AFC. Yeah, which is not something we would have said as soon as last year. Well, I mean, you got teams like the Bengals, um, the Steelers, I think, are worse than a lot of people thought. The the Browns are worse. Like, the whole AFC um, North is down, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, the Ravens have looked pretty good. Lamar looked great last game, um, but with Odell – being in and out and uh, their whole running back situation. Like there's just way less certainty within the AFC, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It, it's been an interesting start to the season. Like there were, well, I think it's mainly interesting because you're beating me in picks three to zero and that's never happened before. I think, I think that shows how interesting this season has been so far in terms of predictability, but <laughs> well, I'm re- I'm just really good. wait. I, that's kind of a slight shot. What are you saying? It is a bit this of a slight. Luck? 
It is a bit of a slide shot. You always got off to slow starts in this. I was always the one who shot out of the gate. Sorry about it, dude. It's going to be weird when picks are done at like week eight, week yeah, nine. It'll be, yeah, it'll be really sad at that point. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a whole segment gone down the drain. <laughs> it's like, oh, it, we usually wouldn't be making picks right now, but there's just no point. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> um, yeah, you are you're you're two you're three and zero right now. So, uh, but before we get to those picks, before we do get to those picks, uh, we do have some hot takes for you. We we have prepared each of us three hot ish or hot kind of maybe flaming hot or maybe not flaming hot. Who knows? We'll see. Takes about what we've seen so far through the first four weeks of the NFL season. So I started with power rankings, so I feel it is only fair that you start with whichever hot take you would like to go with first. Um, so I'm thinking of this one off the cuff, but after what, what this man did this last week and what he's been doing all year, it is blasphemous that his MVP odds are, I think, 25 to 1 right now. Christian, McC- Christian McCaffrey... Yeah. If the Niners end up with the best record in the NFL, I get, hey, Brock Purdy deserves so much credit. The guy had one incompletion, and he wasn't dinking and dunking against the Cardinals. He was throwing it down the field to Ayuk, who is the number one wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, But Christian McCaffrey, what he has been able to do in every single game so far for the the Niners – is amazing. And if we're talking about a guy that may get close to like surpass 20 total touchdowns from the running back position with a thousand rushing yards and close to a thousand receiving yards, if he goes a thousand, a thousand with 20 combined touchdowns, he should win MVP. Yeah. So he, he has over 115 scrimmage, uh, scrimmage yards in every single game this season he's been on the better side of 150 twice he had a game where he had 169 yards from scrimmage and 177 yards from scrimmage he had a three touchdown game against arizona he scored a touchdown at least one touch- four, four four touchdown sorry four touchdown i'm looking at it right i was looking at the rushing numbers yeah uh, and he's had a touchdown in every single game so far and i'm looking right now um you want to guess what his right now uh, worst yards per attempt game has been so far? Oh, I don't know. Like, which game is it? Probably the Rams game. So it was the Giants game. Do you, do you want to guess what the number was? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like 5.1? Oh, yeah. 4.7 yards. Well, that, that's his lowest. His worst. So far. Wow. That's his worst. And you know, the thing with it, just the scary thing with him, if the only thing holding him back for me is, is an injury. Yes. Is him getting dinged up in some way. I think he has to continue to play at this level to win MVP. I think he has a fair, I think he has a fair shot. If, if he continues to play this way, then I don't think it's ridiculous to say that he would be the MVP. Well, I, I don't honestly don't think he because you got he's he's behind guys he's behind I mean think of a quarterback and he is behind that person in MVP odds right um, and odds aren't the end all be all but I think if the Niners were to end up with the number one seed in the NFC it has to be attributed to the success of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yes, so. To, I'm trying to put some numbers behind behind this. So, like in terms of rushing, his best season when he had uh, thirteen thousand eighty-seven yards and fifteen touchdowns. He also had a thousand yards receiving that year. So keep that in mind. But wow. he already has four thousand. Uh, sorry, four hundred and fifty-nine yards this season and six touchdowns, and that's through four games. So he's on pace to obliterate his best season from a rushing standpoint. I'm trying to look at his receiving yards to sort of average it out a little bit. This website is not 
I'm not loving this website right now, how they're laying this out. So I can't, I can't give that to you, but at least from a rushing perspective, yeah, he's on pace to smash the, the season that his best season from a touchdown perspective, rushing and rushing yards. So I, you're right. I think he has an interesting case. If he continues to play at this absolutely blistering pace, then I, I think he's got a shot. I really do. I agree with you. Uh, so I, 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 I put my, I don't know, seal a stamp of approval on that hot take. I agree with you. <laughs> and that would be, I mean, that would be absolutely surprising because of the nature of him being a running back. And the MVP award is a quarterback award at this point. He's even in saying this, it's probably a mute point because he's, he'd probably just win offensive player of the year. And then, Josh Allen or someone is going to win MVP. But I think it's just – it's crazy if we don't acknowledge what – like, I think historic pace that Christian McCaffrey is on. Quick, and you don't – this doesn't have to be a, a long answer, but do you think your the 49ers offense would take a bigger hit if Ayuk or McCaffrey was out for four weeks? Oh, McCaffrey. I think what Ayuk is doing is absolutely – uh, incredible. He did miss one game. He missed the Giants game, and they were able to score thirty points. I mean, they were they were kind of um, they they started off pretty slow, and I think Ayuk is Purdy's favorite target because he's able to generate separation so quickly on those like shorter um, length routes. But uh, you saw Kittle picked up the, picked up the uh, slack, Debo picked up the slack, and McCaffrey even as a receiver picked up a lot of the slack. So I think if McCaffrey was gone, um, granted you have Elijah Mitchell, who's a really quality run. I think that step down would just be so, so much greater than losing Ayuk. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, I agree with that hot take. Um, I, I honestly would love to see it. I really would. I think that would be, would be really Me cool. Too. Something else I would love to see, just because it would mean that my hot take would be correct. You had alluded a little bit to the Texans earlier in the show, and my hot take was that the Texans are going to make the playoffs. C.J. Stroud is the real deal. (laughs) He has played so, so well through these first four games. He has 1,212 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions and he's had better than a 100 rating quarterback rating in every single game this season he's played outstanding houston's defense is pretty dang good they have a defensive head coach they seem to play really 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 hard for each other i just i'm liking the vibes down in houston and looking at their division the colts we talked about the colts already they're scrappy as well but I honestly think the Texans at this point are better than the Colts. And the Jaguars so far have not gotten out to a great start. I think the window is open for the Texans to sneak into the playoffs, either as a division winner or, or as a wild card. And to back this up, I'll read you their next few games. They play the Falcons, the Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, now, who knows what the Bengals are going to be like after that, but then they get the Cardinals. Those are six games against pretty average opponents. I mean, they have a very winnable schedule ahead of them. So I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced at this point that the Texans aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I like that one. I, and I like – I think they would be pretty much favored and – I'd favor them in pretty much all of those games. Um, gosh, I mean, it depends on where it is, either home or away. But it, they have a shot in pretty much all those games. Probably they probably wouldn't be favored against the Buccaneers, but I'd on it. I honestly have more confidence in them than I do Tampa Bay. I agree, and they also have the Broncos later on in their schedule. Cake. They, they get the Jets. They play the Titans twice at the end of the year. I think that'll be very interesting. And then they get the Colts in their final game. So I I, re- I really think there's a there's a real chance for them to sneak in. 
No, I, I, I agree. I think they win that division, honestly. Um, all those teams are pretty much the same. Like, they all have positives, um, some less so than others. I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you, Titans. Um, yeah. But they all have glaring weaknesses. Yeah. I, mean, the, I think the biggest weakness for the Texans is their youth. Yeah. new Brand new head coach, rookie QB, defenses, um, a lot of either rookies or free agents, and they just might not have been there. The So the best team that they played this entire year, they've already played. They played the Ravens. But the second best team that they're going to face so the rest of the year, I guess at this point, is the Browns. Ooh. Other than that, they get the Bengals. But, I mean, again, yes, they play the Jaguars, but the Jaguars haven't looked that amazing. Everybody else. Everybody else, I, I would look at that game and go, yeah, the Texans absolutely have a shot, especially if C.J. Stroud is going to play like this. So I, give, me, give me Houston to sneak into the playoffs and to maybe make some noise. Yeah, I like that. All I right. I like that. A little of approval. We are one of one for each other. What's your second? Um. All right. First off, if you were to give the um, – who do you think is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, Puka or um, C.J. Stroud? What about B. John Robinson? I mean, he's having a good year too, but I don't think he's – I think he's firmly behind these two. Mm, I don't know. Puka's going crazy. <laughs> I mean, he's putting up – he might put up <laughs> – like he might break a couple records, not just rookie records. The only thing that might halt him a little bit is when Cooper Cup comes back. That's the only thing I'm worried about. So I think I'd have to side with CJ. Yeah, do you think CJ can keep this up? The rest, of, I mean, you talked about the level of competition, but he, I, whatever you say, he's going to play the Cleveland defense. Like Cleveland's got a good defense. Oh yeah, their defense is amazing. But he does get to play the Broncos defense, which yeah. probably put up some numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, so- oh, my hot take. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers will play another game this year. Aaron Rodgers will play another game this year. So you must have listened to the Pat McAfee episode recently. Yeah, I did. I you, We don't want to put timetables on him, okay? Don't want to <laughs> have him commit to a time. T- I don't know why he's being so – weird about it he's a weird like, dude he, he could just come out and be like yeah he he really does give off like that arrogant vibe of oh my gosh i'm just smarter than everyone <laughs> in the room but it's like dude just just relax and be relatable for a second and be like yeah my my aim is to come back this year like that's what i'm trying to do yeah but he's just dancing around everything yeah i i would love to see it i would love to see him and that's that's part of the reason why I hope that Zach plays well, because what, it, what an awesome story it would be if Zach can keep them afloat, maybe get them in as a seventh seed, and then have Aaron Rodgers make a triumphant return for the wild card game and just see what happens. So I would love to see it. Who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, those that's so hard to predict, but I'd love to see it. I really would. Yeah, I think it'd be, it wouldn't it just be like a storybook ending. If you were to come back, they play well, make the playoffs, and then make a run. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. So I'm I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. The other thing that I'm rooting for is my hot take, and I know this is going to hurt your heart a little bit, so I apologize. And this has less to do with the person that this is aimed towards, and more with the team that this is aimed towards. Oh, but I, I'm going to predict that Aiden O'Connell is going to start more games this year than Jimmy G, and I'll I'll tell you why. It's the and again, this has less to do with Jimmy G than than anything because I really have nothing against Jimmy G. I it's a shame that he got hurt, but the Raiders are not good enough this year to make any reasonable noise in the playoffs. They're not playing for a playoff spot. So to me. This feels like a, a perfect time 
to test out your quarterback who showed you some really good stuff in the preseason, showed you some really good stuff week one. Did he have some trouble with holding on to the ball? Yeah, he fumbled way too much. But the what the the interception at the end of that game, I'm not sure whether or not that was on him or Jacoby Myers or if it was equally on both of them. I'm not sure. But he played pretty damn well for his first NFL game. I really think that at this point, he certainly earned another shot to play again. He absolutely earned another game. And I think at this point, you know, you're sitting at you're sitting at one and four. There's no way you're going to make the playoffs this year. Or sorry, one and three. I just think that each game for Raiders fans is going to be infinitely more entertaining if Aiden is out there just because there's a potential that this kid could be the guy that we go with going forward. And again, the Raiders are not good enough to do anything reasonable this season. So let's just see what the kid can do. And I, I, I'm putting it out there that I think he's going to start more games uh, than Jimmy G this season, because I, because I'm just trying to manifest it more than anything else. (laughs) That that does hurt because I have more faith in your team and your quarterback than you do, and you know what? That's that's disappointing. I have really faith is. In my quarterback, and his name is Aiden O'Connell. No, his name is Jimmy Handsome Face Garoppolo. <laughs> I so, and it's interesting because they're two of the teams that I mentioned earlier. But who do you think the like the two lowest scoring offensive offenses have been so far? It's got to be – Raiders have got to be near the bottom. Um, I have the numbers. I have some numbers up in front of me. Um, well, no, just – what it, you got to guess it. You can't just look it up. That's well, just cheating. I have the week five statistics and, like, through statistics through week four up throughout every single show. So I've been looking at it this entire time. Okay, uh, then tell me, smarty pants. So the Giants – uh, they've, only yep. scored, they've only scored 46 points this season. They, they're they terrible. Uh, and then I would imagine it's like the Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, and Steelers. The Bengals, man. Yeah, the Bengals are right there. They've only scored three more points than the Giants. Yeah, they scored they're... 49 points so far. 49 and 94. Remember we were talking about last week about how, like, the Dolphins in one game scored close to how much – the Niners scored in all three games. Yeah. Well, that Dolphins 70 is looking pretty massive compared to the Bengals 49 in four games. Well, the Titans have only scored 70 points this season. Like it's it'd be interesting like so how so in that one game, the Dolphins have scored more points than the Bengals, the Steelers, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Jets, the Giants, the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. <laughs> yep. That's how many? <laughs> how many weeks do you think it'll take the Giants to eclipse seventy points? Well, I. <laughs> they Can play we say the, never. They play the Dolphins, Bills, and the Commanders, and the Jets. So those are Dolphins. Don't have doesn't they don't have an amazing defense, but the Bills, Commanders, and Jets are three great defenses, so I don't know. <laughs> Probably yeah, just, by the community, I'm guessing. Man, if they get to, if we get to like week seven or eight and they still haven't done it. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That'd be rough. Um, I'm still saying it. Even with all that being said, the Bengals will win this division. Don't ask me how. This isn't logic. This isn't reasoning. <laughs> They're going they're going to go from last to first in that division somehow. I'm still holding out. I I do not put my stamp of approval on that one. They have a absolutely horrendous schedule for that. Their next three weeks are the Seahawks, 49ers, Easy. and Bills. Ooh. So that's rough. We just talked about how the Texans are pretty darn good. They get the Texans, and then on the remainder of the schedule, they have the Ravens, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Browns, to name a few. 
I don't think there's any way they're going to win this division. I I think it, I think their schedule just is not favorable for that to happen. Would it be an awesome story? Yes, but I don't I don't think it's possible. Are the Ravens that good? They're better than the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I think at this point that's really all that matters. Oh man, schedule's kind of tough. The schedule is tough. But you really can't like we I think that's the biggest lesson we could take away. We really don't know based off the schedule. Well, I mean, if this year has told you anything, like we said at the beginning, the good teams are the good teams are bad and the bad teams are good. Well, the bad teams aren't as bad and the good teams just really aren't as good. It it shows the like the um the any given Sunday or um, it's really hard to win in the NFL. Like those sayings that you hear time and time again, like they really do come true in these sort of situations when you're going week by week. And it's like, yeah, the Jaguars just absolutely destroyed the Falcons, even though the Falcons were playing better than the Jaguars as of late or um, Lions beating the Chiefs or Arizona beating Dallas. It's like these teams aren't just, giving up really mm-hmm. yeah no there we have we have a couple really scrappy teams really scrappy teams which actually is the perfect segue for my last and final hot take again i don't i don't think that this this one is way farther fetched than any of the other ones i don't know how realistic this actually is but I think this guy has earned it, and I think the guy who he'd be taking the job away from in recent history has done a lot of things to justify moving him to a different team. My hot take would be that your starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals next year, absent of them drafting a quarterback, is going to be Josh Dobbs. Ooh. And... Let's just go back in the history of the Cardinals and how weird everything has been around Kyler Murray since he's been here. Whether or not it's them putting a stipulation in his contract saying that he has to watch a certain amount of game film or the fact that he's always everybody always criticizes him for having this like pouty, like uninterested look on the sideline, the fact that he's been injured, and also the fact that so far this season, Josh Jobs has played honestly really well for having just shown up like two or three weeks before the season. Mm-hmm. The team seems to play really, really hard for him and for the coach. I, it would not shock me in the least if Arizona goes, you know what, we're going to build the rest of the roster, especially if they can't get one of the top picks for a quarterback. Say, so, you know what? We're rebuilding this team. We're confident in Josh Dobbs, just just like Seattle is confident in Geno Smith. Geno Smith isn't a world beater, but he's good enough. And Josh Dobbs might be just good enough to keep you relevant or in games for the next year or two. You trade Kyler Murray away, get whatever you can for him, build up the roster, and then either you trade for a quarterback or you bring in or you bring in a rookie. And you roll from there. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if Kyler Murray gets sent to a different team and Josh Dobbs is your starting quarterback next year for the Cardinals. They re-bolster that roster. They take a year or two to patch up whatever holes they need to. And then they roll from there. I wish, man. I think they're going to finish – Sadly for them, I think this is a pretty um, deep quarterback draft coming up. Um, if they get Caleb Williams, if they get that number one pick, they're taking him. They will be taking him, yes. If, and then if, that, if you get I mean, we're going to be in a world where Justin Fields is going to be available. Kyler Murray is going to be available. I think if they they keep Josh Dobbs and have him as like a backup option or – I think the perfect team for him would be like a Tennessee, 
a team that really he doesn't have to go out and be the main reason why they win, but he's a little bit more explosive and gives you a little bit more than Ryan Tannehill does at this point. I think that would be honestly a perfect spot for him. Um, Kyler Murray going to like Atlanta, I think is really in desperate need. They're almost like a quarterback away with that scheme and philosophy. Um, and then Justin Fields, where is he going to go? So I've heard, I've heard the hypothetical landing spot for him would be Atlanta. Pair him with um, the oh, his name literally just Arthur Smith. Pair him yep. with Arthur Smith, an offensive head coach. You have Bijan Robinson there. My God, what a ridiculous run game that would be if it was Justin Fields and Bijan Robinson. Wide receiver Kyle Pitts and let it fly. Yeah, well, Kyle Pitts is kind of a bust, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I get – like, they're always in pretty close games. I know they just got blown out by Jacksonville, but um, that was a London game. Those games don't count. Uh, yeah, well, there's another one that doesn't count this week then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is it? It's Chiefs-Bills or something? No, it's the Jaguars again. They stayed there. It's Jaguars-Bills. Jaguars-Bills. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was Chiefs. But, yeah, that's – I think the Jags might win that game. Um, you want to go right into picks? Uh, yeah, let's just roll right into picks. So, you are you're up to no, you're up 3 0 now. I threw away the paper because I was disgusted by it. Um, but you are up, and I'm making my comeback this week. I'm gonna talk it into existence, and I'll start with picking the commanders to beat the Bears tomorrow night. Thursday. What a shitty game. Um, where is it? It is in Washington. Give me, give me the Bears. Bears. The Bears. Um, all right, Jaguars, Bills. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be so poetic if the Bills were to just go out and lose this game after all? There's so much hype. I mean, Josh Allen is the front runner for the MVP after beating the Dolphins, like, destroying the Dolphins, mm-hmm. too. And they just go out and lose to a bad Jacksonville team. But that Jackson, I mean, Jacksonville is just nothing. They're just, eh. Give me, give me um, the Bills. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. And then Saints-Patriots. Uh, Saints are on the road. Saints are on the road. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Titans-Colts. I'll take the Colts at home. Give me the Titans. Yeah, I'm not super confident with it, but I'm going to give the home team the the benefit of the doubt on this one. They're, they're again, they're <laughs> scrappy is the is the word for that I would use to describe a lot of teams. Ravens, the Ravens on the road. Uh, yeah, give me the Ravens. Right. Lions at home against the Panthers. Take them too. Yep. All right, I'll take the Texans on the road to beat the Falcons. Ooh, yeah. Give me, give me the. That's a tough. That may be one I have to revisit. That is, that is, yeah. It's not as straightforward as, as some of the other ones. Not as straightforward as the next one. Dolphins Giants. I think that's fairly straightforward. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. How much do you think they're going to win by? Mm, ten. Two. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Actually, I think the Giants will keep it a little bit close. I'll say ten. How? I don't know. But it's going to happen. <laughs> the Giants score 70 points. They're like, there. Oh, stick it to Jason. Um, Bengals-Cardinals is weird. It's Cardinals at home. So, I. it feels so weird to say, yeah, give me the Cardinals over the Bengals. Because it's, I don't know, it's what the, think of the, what the Bengals have been recently. But. Also think of what the Bengals have been really recently. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the, I, Cardinal, the Cardinals have played like the better team. Do you have a line on this game? Um, I don't have my computer out. Um, Let's so see. I don't. Um, what, do you, what do you think it is? I think the Bengals are favored. Um, and I'd take the Bengals. Do I have the odd? Where are the odds? 
Come on, pop up, pop up. Do it, do it quickly. It's do. Oh, there we go. There, oh, nope. there we go. Um, uh, I think uh, that... so. It's Cardinals plus three. Yeah. So Bengals are favored by a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll take. Uh... All right, I'll take the Bengals too, but I I'm, I don't feel good about it. Um, Eagles Rams. Take the Eagles. Yeah, that might be one to circle back to as well. Okay. Um, I'll take the Jets on the road to av- to dunk on the Broncos. <laughs> Ooh. Revenge game. I'm just – I want to see it happen. I want to see the Jets win as well. Oh, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the Broncos. Broncos. I'm and taking the- a lot of really awful – like, the fact that I've taken the Bears, Broncos, and – Titans to me just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> well, I have the Commanders, Colts, and Jets, so don't act like my thoughts. <laughs> it makes me uh, feel like a Buster early. My, my <laughs> uncle's dog. Um, Chiefs, Vikings. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. All right, 49ers take them as well over the Cowboys. Yeah, and the great biggest game of the century. Yep, and then I never pick against the Raiders, so give me the Raiders at home against the Packers. Oh, give me um, – I'll take the Raiders. Oh, interesting. All right, so we're at three games. We can leave it at that. You can flip if you want. Um, I think the – where is the Philly-Rams game? L.A. I'm going to take the Rams. All right, then if you are going to flip on one, then to make things fun, I will flip on one. Give me – Joshua Dobbs over Joe Burrow. Like it. Give me the cards over the Bengals. All right, so we're at five games. That'll be fun. I'm going to be rooting for Aiden O'Connell, Zach Wilson, Sam Howell, Anthony Richardson, and then Jalen Hurts. But <laughs> I'm still rooting for my fantasy team, too. I got a lot of teams I'm rooting for here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. All right, well, we have reached the end of our hour. Thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Hope you all are having a fantastic week. Happy October. We are in the best time of the year if you are a sports fan. Playoff baseball just started. Football is just an absolute high gear. Basketball is right around the corner. It's a great time to be a sports fan. And honestly, the weather is turning cold too. So if you enjoy that like I do, then it really is the best time of the year for a couple different reasons. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the football this weekend. Enjoy the baseball this week, and we will see you all very soon. See ya.